0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right
1: now. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we're so grateful you've tuned in this afternoon. Just know that every day before the show, we always pray. We pray that the Holy Spirit will lead us in our questions, that the Holy Spirit will lead our guests in their answers. But our goal with every show... Is to give, is for you to hear a faith story of someone stepping out on their faith, to connect what they hear on Sunday with what they do in their nine to five, to recognize their workplace as a mission field, because that is the ultimate goal of I Work For Him, is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field.
2: That's right. And listeners, we are just excited that you have um, tuned in for even just a few minutes to catch what God has to say to you today. We're thankful for you. And I just pray that you are able to um, return to your workplace the next time that you go through those doors and just really um, see it as your calling and the assignment that God has on your life. Remember that you can um, get other encouragement by going to our website at iworkforhim.com. That's I work, the number four, him.com. And there you can um, read other articles, read blogs, sign up, read about the I work for him nation. There's just so much there, but we want to connect with you.
1: As all of our shows in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania have been to date. They've all been made possible because of our friendship with Don Hoover from Binkley and Hearst. Don Hoover, you've chosen a guest today in the field of accounting. You, um, I, You're a business owner. How important are CPAs and accountants
3: and bookkeepers to you? Can't live without them, can't live with them some days.
1: (laughs) So why did you choose for us to talk today to Eric Wenger?
3: Eric Wenger is just a a really class act. Um, Got a great story, kind of uh, not necessarily rags to riches, but certainly dairy farmer to where he is today, leading a significant uh, entity here in the region. Uh, Just a really, really good God-focused guy.
1: Eric's also involved in BCN. Why don't you tell the audience about BCN right here in Lancaster County?
3: BCN is a moniker we put on uh, what God was doing throughout this region over a period of years, starting probably 10 or 11 years ago. And finally, we said, we need some moniker to identify what, what's going on here. So we called it BCN, which is Business Community Network. Uh, we were careful not to put anything in there, you know, Christian this or God fearing that or whatever. It really is just a business community network, a network of people who are experiencing um, the same desire, and that would be to honor Christ in the workplace. The moniker is God drawing people into relationships, vertical and horizontal, in the workplace. Don Hoover, we we appreciate you, and we love the fact that you've brought so many guests to our work for him,
1: and so we just thank you for this partnership. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What a privilege. We're so grateful to just be here and to hear and capture some amazing stories. You know, you could bring us to your town and arrange a bunch of interviews. We would love to have that. We'd love to locate to your area and capture what God's doing in your area of town. And just know that this... Broadcast is brought to you through a partnership between I Work for Him, Don Hoover, and the Pocket Testament League. We love to get the Word of God in people's hands, and the Pocket Testament League makes it super easy. Check them out online ptl.org. You know, there's nothing more intimidating than a trip to the dentist and a trip to the accountant to talk about your income taxes. Both pretty intimidating. However, did you know that God's designed specific people with a love for numbers and balancing numbers and organizing numbers? God's built into the DNA of the average CPA, accountant, bookkeeper, a love for all things numbers. Why? Because God is a God of order, and CPAs, accountants, bookkeepers love order. So today we venture off to RKL CPAs in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. This is an accounting firm focused on excellence, but also on mission. Eric Wenger is the chairman of the board and a managing partner of RKL in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Eric, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you, Jim and
0: Martha. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Eric, when did you realize you had a love for numbers? That's a great question. So when I when I look back on you know, my years growing up, I actually grew up on a dairy farm. I'm one of four boys. And the interesting thing about a dairy farm is there's so many different avenues that you can pursue from both a career and occupational and, and personal interest standpoint and i knew at a very young age that i was not cut out to milk cows as my dad continues to do even today wow. but where i really did gravitate was the the business aspects of the farm and so whether that was paying the bills or reconciling the accounts or or doing some small business type related stuff around the farm that that was something that captured my interest early on and so i knew i was even reflecting back on some of the the papers that i wrote in 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 junior high um, that accounting and business wasn't a direction that I wanted to go. And so I ultimately went that path um, in terms of of education. I went to Messiah College, which is a a great Christian school here in in right outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and majored in in accounting in the business department. and that opportunity, as a first-generation college kid, I didn't necessarily know what environment I was walking into. Now that I've had you know nearly two decades after that, to reflect back, I look at what a blessing it was to be able to be surrounded by Christian classmates, but more importantly, Christian faculty, many of whom had left the business world, retired from mm-hmm. the business world. They were teaching as a second career in many instances, and really focusing on this concept of tent making, of business as a mission. As, you know, how do you as a Christian in the business environment make a difference with your team, with your clients? And so that concept was hatched, you know, even at that at that point, many much of it was theoretical at that time. It was it was, you know, it was college class. It it wasn't practical. Um, But then, you know, segueing into where that where that went was an, an internship in accounting, a couple of internships in accounting. And ultimately, a career in public accounting where I then pursued my CPA license.
2: So did you, um, how did, were you able to take the stuff that you then learned in the classroom that you, you know, didn't seem very practical at the time and actually start applying them in your position?
0: I mean, to be honest, I would say that the the faith integration aspects, again, when I look back, I I would say that you wouldn't have necessarily looked at, at Eric Wenger and said, wow, that guy is just on fire for Jesus. He's he's preaching the word all day every day at work. I mean that that was clearly not me. I wouldn't say that specifically me even now. This has been a journey. It's mm-hmm. been a growth for me. Um early on in my career, I've always been a believer. I've always been you know proud to say that I'm I'm a follower of Jesus, but as far as a proselytizing or that type of approach, that that wasn't me. That I, honestly that isn't me. Mhm. But, I think there's a lot of credibility that can be established from excellence in what you do. And as a firm, pursuing excellence around you know providing services and and when you look at the the financial industry in general, and especially accounting and my specific area taxation, whether it's with a business owner, whether it's with an individual, maybe a business owner, it may be a company, finances are a really personal subject. Hmm. And you can see a lot of uh, people People let you into parts of their life life out of, to a certain extent, necessity, mm-hmm. but also out of a place of trust. And how you guard that, how you protect that, how you honor that, and in turn build a relationship of trust with them. And ultimately, you know, our, our goal is to be an advisor and a trusted business advisor to our clients. And And that process... There's, there's an aspect of the technical, doing the work appropriately. There's an aspect of relationship. And in many ways, the faith aspect permeates all of that. But, but what, it, it's hard to draw those into separate little boxes.
1: Was there a time, though, in your career as a CPA, was there a time where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I manage a lot of people. I'm actually a pastor to those people. I manage a branch of a business. You're you're managing partner. Where where that light bulb turned on and you're like, this is bigger than I thought. Hmm. I thought I was just a CPA running a tax practice.
0: There, There's a couple different moments. The very first one that comes to mind when you ask that question was actually an Oz Hillman event that that Don Hoover helped to coordinate a number of years ago. And I remember the speaker being with us and saying you know, literally turning over and praying that your business would be a place of ministry and and that actual act of turning over and saying, you know, this is God's. I'm a steward. I'm a mere steward of what I've been given and really viewing it as, okay, I'm here to do God's work in this context for this time among these people and and being faithful in that. And Mm -hmm. so that That, again, I would say has been a continual journey, but being able to be reminded of that, being challenged um, at at moments like that in some other local business community network events that we've had, even, I would say I've been privileged to be part of a church where our senior pastor will continually preach about the concept of, you know, the Greek word oikos, you know, that relational world that we're part of, and, and being part of that Family that God has us placed there and say, you know, what what is my calling among these people and how can I speak truth? How can I encourage them? How can I be a light um, among those folks? So talk about your day to day. How many people do you manage on a daily basis? Um, It's a good question. Public accounting is infamous for having everybody has a whole bunch of bosses because we're we're a partnership. And so we've got about 45 partners firm wide. We're about 500 people. Um, We're the, uh, I believe it's 65th in the country in terms of revenue. So a large regional firm, I would Mm -hmm. say, is where we are from an accounting firm standpoint and consulting. Um, We have about 120 in the office where I sit here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, And so collectively, we sort of share responsibility around people management, but have some influence over that entire group
2: so this was a numbers answer did you hear that it, it there's like, a lot well, of numbers in there well there's 45 and there's <laughs> we're 65th in the country and 500 but 120 here there are so. some <laughs> numbers buried in
0: there you don't have to look terribly close. so
2: one or two no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but you do have some people that that obviously um either report to you or are accountable to you sure. in some way or another is that
1: well so here's as you as you have grown as a Christ follower in your position of leadership at RKL CPAs how how the realization that the best way to bring out the best in them and the best way to be Jesus to them it's to love them. Mm. How do you do that? I mean, CPAs aren't exactly. I mean, when you walk into a room full of CPAs, it's not usually a, a loud room. And, and and a guy like me in a room full of CPAs, it, that is like the toughest crowd in the That's world. That's painful, huh? I mean, I, 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 we, I sold insurance for a number yeah. of years, and I yeah. hardly, I don't know that I ever closed a CPA or an engineer. Huh. Because, you know what? Because I'm annoying. <laughs> and, they, and they just want they want facts and they it want a small talk. Tough and group. It is a tough. No, they're never impressed with humor. So how do you show love to these people who are content being fairly quiet, focused? I mean, obviously, not everybody fits the typical CPA mold, but if somebody's being a CPA, it seems like there's
0: a, a personality type that really works well in that. Sure, <laughs> sure. And there there is. I mean, there's some truth in the stereotypes. I'd like to say there's plenty of people that will defy those stereotypes as well, but. One of my observations, I believe, is that ultimately people are attracted to the fruit of the spirit. They probably can't name it. They can't mm-hmm. say why, but from a leadership standpoint, you think about you know a leader who demonstrates love and joy and peace and patience. You know, you go down through the list and say, you know, as a, as a follower of Christ in the marketplace, if I can simply do my best with God's help to model and live out fruits of the spirit. People will be attracted to that. And they may not say, I wanna follow him because he's a Christian. I don't I wanna follow him because he's modeling the fruits of the spirit. That that language isn't gonna show right. up. But there is a an authenticity and trust. I keep coming back to those words, but there's mm-hmm. those those, you know, qualities I believe are, are important. And ultimately, what does that do? Well that that gives an opportunity for for influence, for impact, and then for that, that deeper meaning and calling in that context. Yeah, there's there's the again, there's the technical the getting the job done, whether it's an audit, whether it's a tax return, some consulting project, is sort of in many ways irrelevant. It's simply doing quality work. It's it's the it's the Colossians three, you know, do doing it all for God's glory mm-hmm. and, you know, doing it as unto the Lord. Um and taking that that approach in the in the workplace.
2: Mm. So we are here um, in this area in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, because of our relationship with Don Hoover and Pocket Testament League and um, BCN. Tell our, and and that's Business Connection. Business Community Community Network. Community Network. I had the C I was doubting. But tell us about how your involvement with that group has helped you as a leader at RKL.
0: Absolutely. And the first thing I would go to is Iron Sharpens Iron. Mm. And that really has been what has has been highlighted in that group. That group has existed for more than 5 years here in the county and ultimately it's it's sort of branched out into different chapters if you will mm-hmm. within the county. And these are these are fairly informal groups, but they're consistent meetings with whomever's able to make it and attend. And many times it's simply sharing testimony of an encouragement and challenge around what do you see God doing at work? How's he showing up? How are you living that out? and i would say one of the most impactful things for me is there it's one thing to sit in church on sunday it's another to sit with other business owners and leaders and really sort of talk shop mm-hmm. about the practical side of business as well as okay as a believer in the marketplace what do you what do you do about this and and i can think of instances where you know even just leaving one of those meetings and sort of being freshly challenged mm-hmm. to put it into practice and so whether that means you know praying with a coworker and, you know, the heart's pounding and it's not a comfortable, easy thing to do praying with a client. And that, that doesn't happen every day by any stretch, but being sensitive to the spirit at that moment to say, what would God have me do in this situation? Whether it's with a client, with a team member, it's, it's so interesting, whether it's a, you know, personal crisis of some standpoint, a health Mm -hmm. issue, people go through all sorts of challenges and, you know, while yes, yes, you know, I'm a CPA and I, you know, have a tax background. I mean, it's about as boring and plain vanilla as you can get. Right. But from a pastoral, how can I encourage this person in this moment where they're at and the language that I use Mm -hmm. or the, the specific action at the moment may differ depending on who my audience is. Um, but just simply being aware and attuned, and honestly, that's the much more rewarding part of what I do at work. It's it's the relationships. It could be the relationship with a client or the rel- relationship with the team.
1: You know, that first time you pray with a client or pray with an employee, it may be a little nerve-wracking, but it gets to be a lot more peaceful mm. when you see people respond and go, yeah, I needed that. Yes. I mean, because when people are are hurting, they're always open to prayer. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've never had anybody say, nah, I don't want you to pray for me. Yes i mean i just see that he's a cpa a managing partner at rkl right here in lancaster county pennsylvania eric here's the deal i've got a sister who's a control or who's a a cfo a son-in-law who's a controller i've lived through tax season with them and our family Mm -hmm. for decades tax season is not so stinko for a cpa firm and you said your focus is on taxation from January 15th to April 15th, and I know there's always extensions to September 15th and October 15th and all that <laughs> nonsense. You know, the 15th. So, yes. <laughs> so tell
0: me, how do you protect your marriage and your family from your job? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that that's a question that a lot of folks at all generations, but millennials too, will ask that question before they even want to come into the profession. Or they mm-hmm. may be debating, Do I do I really want to stick around in public accounting? Because there is no... there's no way around it there's some real seasonality in our business um and that's that's becoming more prevalent not less as reporting just tightens. Mm -hmm. and so part of that you know from a marriage standpoint i mean there is a certain rhythm of the year that that plays out and my wife and i know it well we're coming up on our 20th anniversary here in december Congratulations. congratulations and so we um we are you know, 20 years in on having done tax season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's it's known that March is going to be one very long, brutal month, just mm-hmm. because that's that's what it is. Um, but there's also some very intentional times at other times of the year, where we, we take time to ensure that we're, you know, connecting that we're spending time together as a family. I will say one of the things even through tax season, you say 90 hours a week, I'm not a 90 hours a week kind of guy, I sort of Hit seventy, and it's like, wow, I'm I'm pretty well fried. But I have always, throughout my career, made a habit of recognizing the Sabbath, and that that has been consistent throughout. And I will tell you that has been very, very important to our family um, and to myself personally. Um, and so what that what that means is maybe yeah, you know, that doesn't mean that I won't you know respond to an email on my phone or something like that. But it does mean that we will be at church as a family on Sunday, that we'll be doing stuff as a family. So even Mm -hmm. when I am working six days a week during those crazy times of year, um, there's still an intentionality around that. Um, And I think ultimately a lot of this has to do with, with empowering the team, trusting the team, building a good team, and realizing that I have the same number of hours in my day now as I did when I was a staff person straight out of college. And being very selective about what is my... Appropriate use of time at this season. Um, what what can I be doing, and where can I challenge our team to rise to the occasion? And ultimately, that that's part of part of growing that mm. team and empowering them to to stretch. Well, and then protect their families as well. I mean, Absolutely, it's, it's, it's the whole deal. Martha.
2: Mm, That's very, very good. So, and I love the fact that you just were saying, you know, you're, you're calculating things for a living. So calculating the fact that you know, there's going to be a busy time, you know, it doesn't come as a surprise. You can, you can plan for that. So let's talk about the fact that you may have customers that you work with clients, I'm sure that um, are dealing with the fact that they might end up owing a lot of taxes. Hmm. How do you, with your ministry mindset set, um, how are you able to interact with them and to um, walk that with
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, ideally in an ideal world, there's been a lot of planning and so there aren't surprises. Mm -hmm. I mean, part of our business is trying trying to avoid the surprise where, hey, guess what? You owe X thousands of dollars. Um, But that inevitably occurs where people are surprised. Interestingly, we sometimes become a lightning rod for frustration with government, Mm. for frustration with taxes, for, you know, and and where else are they venting? Well, they'll take it out on their, their tax guide. Like, this is unfair. This is ridiculous. Um, that, that happens to an extent, but again, it's, it's back to the relationship issue. Mm -hmm. And what relationship of trust do you have with your client to be able to walk them through that and say, let me, let me show you, let me, let me, I mean, what's often very powerful is a simple side by side. This is last year. This is this year. Here's what's happened. Here's why the number is the number. Um, and, and helping them through that. But it's, it's interesting. Some folks that are extraordinarily wealthy business owners, you know, a million dollars, they won't blink an eye at. But there'll be other folks where you tell them they owe a grand and they get very excited. So it, it's knowing your audience and simply being able to, to navigate those conversations it, with it, them. It's a ministry in itself, being a CPA.
1: Eric Winger with RKL CPAs right here in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Thank you for being so much for being on iWork for him today. Thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I Work, I work for, for Him.
0: Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media, at I Work For Him, to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review. Will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at IWorkForHim and online IWorkForHim.com.
2: I Work the number four Him.com.